0: All right, we got a lot going on in local news here today on this Monday, the 25th. We got the ongoing COVID-19 outbreak at the Royal Inland Hospital. And the positive news, we also got an update from the province this morning regarding a replacement for Parkrest Elementary, which, of course, burned down here in September 2019. Work on the new building expected to begin in the summer of 2022. To speak more to all of this, please to welcome to the program now Kamloops City Councilor, Bill Sarai. Councilor, how are you today?
1: Not too
0: bad. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for the time. Always appreciate you coming on. So I wanted to start with uh, the news around ParkRest Elementary. Elementary. Uh, getting word today that the construction of the nearly $38 million facility is expected to begin in the summer of 2022. I'll just start with kind of your reaction to, uh, you know, as a counselor and as someone who kind of lives in that Brock area. Uh, must be exciting to see that there is a plan that's now in place and some timelines to look forward to.
1: Uh, definitely, we've been waiting for this announcement for almost half a year now um, with all the work that was done through school district 73 and the province, they were talking and, and doing the plan work and the business case and the city was at the table uh, to put in our um, our opinion as well as what can be added to this new build and for them to make the announcement today, it couldn't come soon enough. Um, we're still three hours, three years away from actually seeing uh, the kids go back to the spring of 2024, but this is this is exactly what uh, Campbell's and Brockler's needed to hear.
0: Yeah, and, and just, um, you know, what has sort of the impact been on the area since, of course, everyone had to be dispersed as a result of that fire? I mean, where you mentioned it's going to be a number of years where we're going to continue to have to kind of deal with this reorganization. Um, has it been kind of a frustrating last year and a half for you, for the neighborhood, for the community there?
1: I wouldn't say frustrating. I would say it, it was a, an adjustment. Um, the initial move from uh, not having a school to placing all the children in a classroom, moving, uh, basically rebuilding and refurnishing uh, and restocking a school is not, is not an easy task. Um, I give a huge shout-out to School District 73 and the board for making the transition as easy as it was, and, a, and also to the parents and the children that really stepped up and adjusted as quickly as they did. So um, it, it's not going to be an overnight. They knew that. We didn't think we'd be waiting this long. Uh, but as everybody can understand, COVID has put uh, a wrench and a delay in everything we do around the world. And this is just one more project that got pushed back, I'd say, at least a good six months, seven months uh, to start it.
0: Yeah, so I was going to ask, you know, if there's any disappointment about the fact that this won't be coming online until 2024. But based on that response, I guess, you know, maybe there's a little bit of disappointment, but, you know, complete understanding as to why.
1: Exactly. And at least now we see the announcement and we can see by next year uh, groundbreaking and everything get done and, and more of the plans coming out. I think uh, the residents of Brocklers and, and this uh, the neighboring community uh, is not only going to be a school, but. We've added some funds, uh, the city has, to make some community space in there uh, to make the gymnasium bigger. Um, how Brockler's community, neighborhood want to use that space will be uh, open to discussion. Um, there might even be some room for a daycare there, which is in, our, in every corner of Camus, we really lacking daycare space. So these are all conversations that are coming, which are very welcoming because uh, they weren't seven months ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. So a lot's coming down the line as a result of this announcement, right? You mentioned the increase, 120 students, uh, 120 more students, excuse me, than previously were able to go into that facility. This will be built for 510 student capacity. Uh, You mentioned the increased gym space, which I know the city is providing some funding in order to make that gym larger so that more people in the community have a chance to utilize that facility. I mean, this is all really going to be a big positive for that Brock neighborhood. And uh, you mentioned the uh, potential for some daycare space as well. So, I mean, this, as, as annoying as it is to have to have a, a fire come and claim a, a school, a huge facility like that, one that's very critical to the infrastructure of that Brock neighborhood, at the same point in time, you know, a lot of boxes are being checked as a result of this new build.
1: Yeah, not only the on all the topics you just said, Jeff, it's, even the, the, the building code that they're using, it's a gold level of the lease, uh, it's going to be one of the, the highest uh, energy efficient schools built in our region in the last little while. So it'll be a, a benchmark for other schools or uh, facilities being built. So it's a win-win all the way around. And uh, on the other topic, you know, it's too bad that George Hilliard at one time was closed and shuttered up. But uh, in, in the scheme of things, it, um, it was very fortunate that it was available in the location it was so the children didn't have to travel too far.
0: Uh, Here with Kamloops City Councilor Bill Sarai. Now shifting topics here a little bit. uh, You know, we heard earlier just uh, last hour the uh, province provincial health officials providing an update on COVID-19 here in B.C. But looking at it at a more localized level, of course, we're dealing with the outbreak right now at Royal Inland Hospital in the surgical unit there. What is your frustration level? I've talked about this with a number of individuals. Well, you know, the lack of reporting that we get on Saturdays and Sundays, it's not just a local thing, right? It comes from public health right from the very top where we don't get the numbers um, until Monday. Um, So nothing's going to change. But at the same point in time, I think it's important to note just how disappointing it is to have to wait a couple of days to get information, especially when we're talking about an outbreak at a hospital here.
1: Uh, I agree. Um, You know, especially you wake up Monday morning and, and we're sitting at eight cases on Friday that we were told and all of a sudden you wake up Monday morning and there's 48 cases, now 40 more and 28, 28 of those are staffed. Uh, that's, that's really concerning uh, considering it's, it's our regional hospital so not only is it for citizens of Canlas but smaller communities all around us access that and uh, you know the number uh, the, the information that's been released from day one has been a concern of mine and, and our fellow counselors, not only here, but right across the spectrum. And I think just last week, early last week, I remember hearing from the mayor of Williams Lake and the frustration level there with their community partners, uh, the First Nations and neighbor in their community. Um, it, it's, it's really challenging when there's, there's conversations going on with uh, one specter of a government level and not the other, and the community is getting pitted against each other. That's not what we or Interior Health should be doing. But for whatever reason, they're releasing some information to certain communities and not to the others under the pretext that it'll be confidential, um, and it's not being confidential. So either release it to everybody, um, all government levels and municipalities, so we can uh, let our residents know that uh, what to, uh, how to react and what to do, and right now just to get it thrown at us at a Monday morning, you've got people that are a high anxiety level right now that are scheduled to go into surgery this week. Um, do they postpone their surgery because of the outbreak and wait another year or two for something that they've been waiting for this long? It could be a back surgery, a knee surgery, a hip replacement. Do they keep suffering or do they take their chances?
0: Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy year, obviously in terms of how healthcare has responded, and a lot of complaints recently from uh, you know members uh, of uh, legislative assembly talking about a lack of transparency and data and inconsistencies about data reporting in different health authorities across the province. It's been a very frustrating time, and and yeah, this whole issue at Royal Inland Hospital, I think, is one that we're going to have to probably deal with for a while, given that the outbreak has really only just begun. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the fallout kind of plays out here in our community and and what information is relayed to those individuals that you mentioned, those waiting for surgery who are having some concerns and feeling some high anxiety levels as a result of this news. Uh, what, are, what choices do they have to make? A lot of them probably don't have a choice but to go forward with surgery even though they do have worries. So a lot exactly. to take in, a lot to take in here for sure. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the time.
1: No worries. And just everybody, we got to stay on track, keep the masks on, keep washing your hands. It shouldn't be city staff emphasizing this more. It should be interior health out there every day um coming to us talking to us assuring us and and telling us that everything's going to be okay um but I, I agree with you um there's it, it's 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 nothing's coming out and we're standing on the hill defending them and sometimes it just gets tiring
0: Absolutely. Bill, thanks for the time. Have a great rest of your day. You as well. Thank you. All right, there's Kamloops counselor Bill Siris